you know, everyone and their mother is starting a podcast, so why not start a podcast with your mother? (laughs) Welcome to Strong Bond. We are a mother-daughter fitness duo here to help make your journey a little easier. There are so many misconceptions and misinformation out there when it comes to overall health and fitness. You can achieve a healthy balance in your life without feeling restricted or obsessing about food and the scale. So come hang with us and learn what it truly means to take care of your body from the inside out. What's up, you guys? My name's Corinne. I'm Chrisanne. And welcome back to Strong Bond Podcast. Those of you that are new here, welcome. <laughs> we have a lot to share with you. This past couple couple months have been a lot. Yeah. So I'm moving. Yeah. And that's a big stress because I'm moving all the way down to Florida. Oh, yeah. She's not moving like, you know, a house down the road or something like that. Nope. She's moving 15 hours away from me. I mean, in the beginning, I, I had a really hard time with this because I don't do well with change. My mom's my best friend. We have a podcast called Strong Bond. Like We are together every day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and both of our lives are about to change. My dad got an incredible job offer that he just couldn't pass up, and I'm really proud of him for it. But it's it's also changing my life a lot, and I'm being selfish. Yes. (laughs) And, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. But it's an adventure, and I'm trying to... Not stressed by thinking this is, you know, good things will come out of this as well. We can make we can make good things come out of bad things. And I just have to keep thinking that way. But it's a lot because we're selling this house. I have to find a rental. Well, I found a rental. I have a rental to do. He has a rental to do down there for a while. And we are, we just signed on to build a house down there. Yeah. So it is a lot. And I know everyone was like, oh my God, you're doing all that. That's so stressful. And I'm like, no, this is going to be fun. Well, now I know what they're talking about. Yeah. It, it's a fun stress, but it's still it's a lot. It's a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, anybody knows the market. Um, it's fast moving right now. Like, you it's know, crazy. we sold this house a lot faster than I thought. My rental is not going to be available, and I'm going to have to go live with my parents. <laughs> That's going to be stressful, oh, guys. Oh, going to love it, though. <laughs> oh, three dogs in one house. going to be crazy. Yes. But, um, again, just, you know, like Corinne said, it's not... I, it's an adventure. I can't think of it as stress, but it is stressful. I mean, yeah. admittedly, it I'm, is. I'm like, I like I said, I had a really hard time with this in the beginning. It's the future that scares me because, like, we were talking about last year around this time, our concern was getting our workout in. Like, yeah. we had nothing going on, and now looking at it this year around this time, a, a life-changing thing's happening with my family leaving, and then on top of it, I'm trying to build a family of my own. Right. And it's not as easy as people think. Right. It's not. It's not. And, you know, it's stressful to have to reach out for help for that. It is. It's stressful. I get I it. I can't believe I'm crying right now. Well, because you, well, you're realizing how stressful it is, you know. Yeah. When I was younger, Corinne, my biggest fear because I'm trying to put myself in your situation, too, whenever we talk about this because I don't want to bring things up to cause you to get like upset but my one of my biggest fears when I was a child was can I get pregnant yeah because I didn't know women couldn't you know what I mean I didn't know that was a thing and then when I found out I came over a fear came over me like oh my gosh it's like my worst fear and like it's 
it's a lot harder than people think and they don't they don't teach you how to how to get pregnant they tell you what to do to not, not get, get pregnant, pregnant. right um anyway. but they but you you have to realize too you get some people are like oh they've only been trying for a few years they'll be fine i get people to say you know stuff like that like you know because it's weird how people seem to get pregnant so easily, but yet it's so hard to get pregnant. Yeah. You only have a few days out of the month that you can get pregnant. Right. And if everything doesn't go right in those few days, you don't get pregnant. Yeah. So. It, it, there's so many factors that go into it. Um, so. You're starting to try to have a family. Yeah. Start trying to have a family of our own. And um, I do have to, I did get a number for like a fertility specialist and. We're going to kind of see, like, what's been going on, um, you know. On either, on either end. Yeah, because uh. we, we just don't know yet, and I can't freak out right now um, because I don't know. Well, right. You you do this to get answers. Yeah, just right. tell me what to do and we'll do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, clearly, if you can hear it in my voice, uh, there's a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the thing, though. There's a lot, it, it could be a lot worse with both of our situations. Yep. Um, this is where the power of gratitude does come into place and why it's so important in both of our lives because this, um, because people have it a lot worse yes. <laughs> than we do. Yes. Like, you're building a beautiful home in Florida. I am blessed to have a very supportive, healthy husband that would do anything for me in the world. And you're surrounded by so many family members up here yeah and friends that yeah. are like family right. so it's and it worse. <laughs> you know i mean but i can get on a flight and be home in two and a half hours yeah. you know and i have a place up here to stay so there's a lot of like you're right you have to look at the things to be grateful for right right and like we just thought it was really important to talk just about like stress in general because um, not even things that happen like in our life that we're talking about right now, because life changing things in general is going to be stressful. You can't stop that kind of stress. You it's, can't. Yeah. But there are stresses that you can minimize in your life that you probably don't even know that you're doing. Well, right. Well, you didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-mm. So I have a, a situation and I, like I said, my history is a little different than everyone else. Not everybody was born um, with a thalassemia minor, meaning that I'm anemic all the time, which causes me to have, um, hypothyroidism. But I had that as a child even, and, you know, I didn't know enough about it, but, you know, growing up in the eighties and nineties, the mentality is, was always restrict, restrict, restrict. You know, you just, you work your butt off, you work out constantly, you do a low fat diet, you know, like that's what was preached to us and that's what I did and I thought that would make me you know it was being thin was important but also just being healthy right like in general that's what was preached at you people running marathons that's the healthy thing to do you know they're put on this pedestal and you're like well I have to do that in order to be healthy right. so I'm gonna do right. that exactly I mean my entire family did a diet where we were eating 800 calories a day and I thought that was a healthy thing right like, like look at me do this look, like, yeah I could do this like and this is healthy I'm I'm being healthy and I just really thought I was doing the right thing for myself and then when the fasting thing came up and I you know everybody in the world told me that that's going to heal me and you know with all my problems that I did have I just jumped on the bandwagon and I have caused so much stress 
unnecessary stress in my life. That's caused you to have what issues now? Okay, so now, now looking back, I just, I really wish that I would have just done things a little differently, but I have, um, a, well, my adrenals, like I don't produce cortisol. So I think we said this in another podcast. So, um, I have to now go to doing close to zero as far as exercise and I cannot fast whatsoever. I'm supposed to be eating six small meals a day because every time that you're like, it just eating brings down your cortisol. And this is why people like tend to binge eat when, right, right, exactly. Cause your body wants to bring down that cortisol. Um, but I, mine was elevated so much that I don't produce it enough. I don't, can't produce it. It's kind of like insulin for diabetics. That makes sense. They produced insulin so much that now they cannot. So that's how they become diabetic because the insulin can't take the blood, you know, the sugar out of the blood. So they become diabetic. I produced cortisol so much that my body is now not producing it. So in order to heal myself, I have to, I have to take extreme measures. You know, you never want to get to this point, guys. You don't. (laughs) You know, you know, but you had stresses too. Like, I mean, you growing up, you had in the, like, your era was, like, 90s to 2000s. Yeah, like, millennials in general, um, it's even starting with, like, Gen Z of, like, the boss girl aesthetic, and it's, like, a women can do all, and that's great, because I do believe that, but when you look at it as you have to be successful in your career, you have to have kids, you have to be married, you have to do all of these things. And your kids have to be perfect, and you have to, yeah. It's it's a lot of pressure that way. Well, you guys have a different pressure that we didn't have, and that's social media. Right. That's huge, because nobody knew my business growing up in the 80s and 90s. Thank the Lord <laughs> I didn't have that pressure, because I, I probably would have just crumbled. But you guys, your lives are on social media and everyone sees what you're doing. Yeah, and it's even like if I if I even chose, like I choose to put my life out on social media, but you know, people that don't, but they are still seeing what other people are doing, that can cause them then to compare their lives. Yeah. And compare, well, I don't have this, I don't look like that, yeah, I can't do that. And that's where the negativity comes in and then you make poor choices based on ways to get yourself to that point because you want to do it faster. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that you do got to work for, and I mean, it took me a long time to realize, you know, you got to work for the body of your dreams. You got to work to have a successful business and it, you got to work hard. Right. And it's not all um, rainbow, what butterflies and rainbow, sunshine, whatever. Yeah. When you see what people post, you don't know what they went through to get that house or to get that whatever that they're posting you know bragging about or whatever so there's a lot behind it that people don't see and they just think oh i don't have they do they just see the highlight reel of it and i know we kind of just went on a tangent and i threw a lot at you in the beginning of this um but the reason why is that there are some things that you are currently doing in your life that is adding more stress that you do not need and it does not serve you. And you might think it does right now. And that's what we really wanna get into today. Um, So I think the first thing that's kind of obvious is working out. The workout classes, the very, very high intensity classes, the spin classes, just a lot of cardio in general. That is a lot of stress on your body. And these extremes are not you have to think that's not healthy. But I think someone, you know, that's just trying to better themselves thinks 
Let me run five, eight miles today. That's good for me. Let me get, let me say just one thing. Every once in a while, if you're someone that enjoys long distance running, I just always bring that one up because I hate it and I don't get how people like it. But if you like it, I'm not saying to not ever do it, but people abuse it. And just because, you know, you're maybe doing eight, five to eight miles, five days out of a week, like, and you don't think it's a big deal, that's, that's going to be so telling later down the road that you're not going to see it right now. Cause right now you're seeing, you're getting endorphins and you're seeing weight loss. So you're going to keep it up. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why you get injuries, your body, or you stop losing the weight. Your body is trying to send you a signal of like, hey, stop doing this to me Mm -hmm. because you are abusing it. So that's why you have to be very careful with exercise, guys. Work smarter, not harder. Less is more when it comes to this stuff. Do things of like when the and we're always going to say the most beneficial thing that you can do when it comes to exercise is resistance training because that's the only thing she's allowed to do. She is bye-bye doctor. Damaged adrenals. She can't produce cortisol and her doctor is still saying you can do resistance training. Right. I just can't get my heart rate up. You can't, you know, it's funny people who love, who are cardio bunnies like you say or love that. You know, it's funny that they don't like resistance training, a lot of them, because I don't know why they don't, because my heart rate gets up more with resistance training than anything. Well, it's especially legs. lack of not knowing how to do it yet. Yeah, it's something possibly, new. Possibly, right. It's like when you walk into a gym, the weight room's so daunting compared to just getting on a cardio machine. The cardio machine's easy. Right, right. exactly. So it's like, it's just... It's less you don't want to feel stupid and you just don't want to look like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't want to be judged. Yeah. And that's really, you walk in there and you, and honest to God, when we work out and people walk into the weight room or whatever, I don't even care what they're doing. I'm so concentrated on what I'm doing. And most of the time people are. They're just concentrating on what they're doing. People care about themselves, number one. They don't care what you're doing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah, another thing is that you just have to think, okay, not everybody's looking at me. Like, you know what I mean? It's not about me. They're here for them. I'm here for me. And just go on with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, the only thing with exercise also that I have to do is I have to, like, recover. So give yourselves, guys, recovery time. It's so it's so important. And I really, that's really what maybe every other day with your... Let your body rest. Let yeah. your body rest or, you know, take a few days out of the week. Like work, you know, you can work out five days, take two days off, whatever. But you have to give yourself that rest. That was one thing that I never did. Because you I... never did. And I researched too. And I'm like, when, like, I, because I felt so empowered and so good when I was doing it. So I would research, when do you take a break? Because I remember a chiropractor one time told me, what do you mean? You, you just went, like, you haven't, you haven't taken, like, a week off or something? I'm like, who does that? <laughs> like, I, like, wait a minute. So then it got in my head. I'm like, maybe I should, and I should look for signs of overtraining. But I, when I looked up all the signs of overtraining, I really didn't have them. So I'm like, oh, well, then I just don't train hard enough, maybe. or, or But that's the problem. Everyone thinks, like, well, I just don't work hard enough. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So I just kept going. Yeah. Because I wasn't passing out or I wasn't feeling, I don't know, the, what was the sign? Like, should I have to pass out in order to right. take a break? Right. Exactly. I wasn't, like, feeling fatigued. And then sometimes if I felt fatigued, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I just didn't have enough caffeine. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, I, I don't know. Those signs that were online that I was looking for just weren't there. And I should just known that I should have just taken some time off. Well, that segues into the next one. Caffeine. 
Oh, that's a stressor. Yeah, I had to get off caffeine, guys. <laughs> she had to get off I as soon as you started working with her doctor. Uh, that was, I was, when she said no caffeine, like, legit, my heart dropped in my stomach. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, good luck. I've been on caffeine since I was like 17 years old. I've been drinking coffee. I mean, we're Italian. I drank coffee when I was a kid. I mean, like a kid kid. I remember sleeping over my grandma's and I'd have, well, more milk than coffee. But, you know, still, still I had coffee when I was, a, I was a kid. So that was a big challenge, but not as bad as I thought. It's no, the I'm proud off. of you because, like, I'm obviously still, I drink coffee every day. I love it. I but like you don't drink it all day. It. No. That's a big difference. I used to. And that's when, when I did abuse it, when um, I was training for my shows, I could drink coffee and go to sleep. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's when you know it, it, it was bad. Corinne, if I had coffee after 11 a.m., I didn't sleep. Yeah. And wow. that, again, is just due to what? Your, um... Uh, well, my, my You're system, just so sensitive to my, caffeine. I'm so sensitive to caffeine, yeah. My system, like, some people, like, they can process caffeine through their liver pretty fast, and that's probably why you could have fell asleep, but mine was just a very, I have a slow system with everything. Yeah. So, it just didn't metabolize fast. It makes so much sense, though. Uh, and, um, so, like, you know, if you're someone that is drinking around two cups of coffee, that's the max that you should have, like... Um, one of my friends, and he, I don't think he'll care if I share this, but he was addicted to caffeine drinks, like, um, the energy drinks. Oh, yeah. He would have... Very common. So many of them. And he works with Bobby, so, like, that's a very high-stress environment job. Like, you're, you have to use your brain constantly, and you're talking to people all the time. So, it's like, you need that caffeine. You feel like you do if you're going down. He was in a meeting and started having heart palpitations. Jeez. And he said, I cut, I cut a cold turkey. He's like, I, I got so scared. Because he thought, like, the people in the meeting were like, do we need to call, like, 911? And he was just like, I, I don't know. Like, and he just cut it off. So, wow. Yeah. It, that's that's how bad it can be when you do abuse caffeine. If any of you ever seriously want to cut back or give up caffeine, just read the book Caffeine Blues. I'm telling you, it is eye-opening. And it is what helped me. I did it the way they suggested Um you just kind of wean off of it because you'll get some bad headaches and yeah, it, you're going to go through withdrawal. You're going to go through withdrawal. <laughs> so if you're just drinking weight, I'm not saying you have to cut it out. I had to for my health reasons, but I'm not saying you have to cut it out. But if you do, I mean, it is a stressor. Mm-hmm. And if you are battling stress in so many other things, maybe we shouldn't be adding so much caffeine. Yeah. But let me tell you this. I'm completely off. I don't even drink decaf because there is some caffeine in decaf. Which I did not know that. There is some. Not a lot. I mean, trust me, I did decaf for a while and I was sleeping better, but as soon as I cut the decaf, I'm sleeping much better. So caffeine, you think, is making you do more, you you do tasks better, you do this better, you do that better because you had your caffeine. And honestly, it just... To me, when I had caffeine, it was just like I couldn't concentrate on one thing. I had a lot of energy, but I had this lack of concentration. You're not I wasn't focused exactly, and I didn't even. I never had workout drinks, uh, caffeine workout drinks, because I didn't feel like my workout was as good either because I wasn't focused. Yeah, all over the place. Now that I'm completely off caffeine, and have been for months. I can do a task and focus on it, and it's like my brain's not all over the place. Like, I don't walk downstairs and go, what the hell did I come down here for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not do that many times, Right, honestly. right, exactly. So the clarity and 
the sustained energy. That's how I can explain it. If you get off caffeine, you have clarity and sustained energy, not peaks. You don't have like as hyper, you know what I mean? Peaks of energy. But then you don't have the crashes. But you have zero crashes. It's all day long energy. I don't, in the afternoon, I don't feel like I'm so tired. I want to sit down. Like I never think that in my head where when I had caffeine, you always had that three o'clock time where you're just like, oh my God, I'm dragging. Yeah. It's gone. So Caffeine Blues, guys, it's a great book. Um, If you want to cut back, it's just a way of reducing another type of stress in your life that's really probably not necessary right and if you feel like you know if there is anything that you can reduce stress in like it being that being one of it do it Mm -hmm. I personally like have not I don't have any like you know how people overdo caffeine and they also can get the reverse effects but they feel so groggy and like it just doesn't work anymore at all I've never gone through that I've never well Unless you had that to get up and run somewhere and not drink your coffee, then you feel it. That's when I feel it. But I'm saying, but, but that's like, again, my body's still addicted to it because I still have it every day. Right. But I stick to now one large cup. So I'm guess, I guess you could say two, two small cups. cups. Yeah. And I keep, and I leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Caffeine's a business. Yeah. People have to remember. People want to make money off Starbucks. of caffeine. Yes. It's, it's so hard to say no. <laughs> right. It's, and they know how to get you addicted. It's so, you know what I mean? So, you know, but we're just saying nobody has to give up coffee. We're just saying if you have a lot of stress in your life and you're battling stress and you have some issues, maybe cutting back on caffeine could be a good thing. Just don't be scared of it because it's not that hard. No, if she could do it, guys. Right. right. I think I could do it too, but I... Just <laughs> you have to make up your mind. I had a reason. Yeah. Yeah. If I had motivation for it, I or not motivation, I don't want to say that. I just don't feel the need to take it out right now because I'm not that addicted to it. Right. I need it in the morning. It's like my... I use it as my pre-workout whenever I work out, and then I'm done the rest of the day. But you're not sitting there having one monster drink after another after no. another, and that's where it gets really dangerous. Well, and when it comes to, like you said, caffeine is a business, like the money that you spend on Starbucks like it's easy to get addicted to those Starbucks drinks because they do taste a lot better than the homemade ones let's be real um and you're spending five six seven eight dollars on a cup of coffee every single day look how much that adds up and maybe that's going to add stress to your bank account so there's another reason The next one I want to get into is how you are starting your day. When you do start your day with least stress as possible, it does kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. And I just love whenever I wake up and, you know, Bobby gets up and Ellie's barking and then he's yelling at her. I'm like, I'm so stressed out. Like, (laughs) this is how my day is going to go. This is where I want you guys to really take a morning routine into consideration if you have nothing in place right now or think the night before for the morning so you have less to do in the morning if you have to rush out the door yeah it's like making our lives a little bit easier doing something that like is going to it it's a control what you can control type thing because you can control your home environment you can't well sometimes (laughs) i'll explain that later you can't control your work environment most of the time you don't know what's going to come at you so if you do start your day with as let as the least amount of stress as possible it's just going to help you get through it a lot easier um so i would say number one do not get on your phone first thing whenever you wake up that's a stress to you like number one you're getting that blue light in your face right away and if you realize it or not you're checking your email you're checking social media 
your brain's going and like you might not realize that it's stressing you out, but it actually is. You're thinking of what you have to do for work, checking your email without even just giving yourself time to just give yourself that me time mm-hmm. that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say like number one, don't get on your phone first thing in the morning. Number two would be to incorporate some sort of gratitude into your morning because again, that helps you when things go very wrong. Yesterday, I am sitting at my kitchen counter writing out client plans and I look in my backyard and I see a bulldozer coming down my backyard. And I'm like a bobcat, whatever the heck they're called. An enormous crane. Yeah. (laughs) I just said three different things. I don't know what they're called. Bulldozer, crane, bobcat. Sounds good to me. Yeah. (laughs) But, and it is tearing up my yard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what what is happening? I'm laughing at this because it is kind of comical. Because then another one comes. Like, what's going on? My dog's going crazy. Bobby's not home. So I sent him the videos of it and he's like, call our neighbor or he's like, give me the number for our neighbor right now. And um, long story short guys, we're a part of an HOA and there is a drainage in the back of our yard. Our house is the only point where they have access to work on that. So they are allowed to go down our yard, mess everything up. They will fix it eventually, but you should see what is in my backyard It's right all tore up. It's all tore up. And you did not know this when you were buying the house. Heck no. <laughs> or I wouldn't have moved into it. Like, yeah. and it's, it's just really upsetting to Bobby. And I feel really bad because he's just like, I, he's like, I really love our house. And like, the best part of it is the outside. Like, we have a nice patio, a very large backyard. And we're just looking forward to the summer having that. And we don't know when this job's going to be done. And they're people going to be going up and down in our yard and we don't have a say and and the thing is right now it's it's like our our march and april have been awful with weather and we it's everything's just drenched when i walk in my front yard it squishes like it's disgusting so when those tractors came down it just tore up your entire yard because it's soaking wet yeah like to sum all this up because i know i'm going on a tangent we can't do anything about it (laughs) and you know, it's going to the point of, like, Bobby wants to literally move right now because he's just like, I don't have a say in my own yard. Like, and it's just, we're all over the place with it. But going back to the gratitude, the way I looked at it was like, you know, I can't do anything about this. And I've been learning over practicing this over time. I'm not so reactionary. Is that a word? Uh- you're not it's like not a knee-jerk reaction right away i don't freak out over things you're letting your second brain take over that's what people need to do yeah Mm -hmm. bobby doesn't do that yet (laughs) we're working on it though like he literally the other day was really stressed came home and he like told me he's like i went upstairs and i laid down on our bed and he's like i closed my eyes and i just thought of all of the good things that are going on in my life and he said it helped me so much and i was like and that's the day that I had a talk at his work and I was talking about gratitude and he took that from me and I was wow. like, thank you. Wow. Like, right. this is the power of gratitude that I think is super important. There's so many things that it can correlate to in your life when you do start thinking this way. And the more you practice it, the more you can almost see the good in something that like you wouldn't see any other day. You know what I mean? Because right. bad things happen. And we can't, we have to be able to see the good things that can come from it or else it can depression. Right. Yeah. You can go into, into a very deep depression and it's definitely hard to and get out of And a lot of, of stress. Right. <laughs> um, and then also just like 
when it comes to just a morning routine. Um, so we talked about not getting on your phone, the practice of gratitude, and having some sort of like quiet time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that be you do the rosary, that's yep. yours. I downloaded a meditation app that I love right now that, I mean, it's five minutes, but it's something that like, I never worked on deep breathing in my life. I don't, like when I used to think of meditation and this might be my ignorance, I think of those people that sit with their legs crossed and yeah. they're like, hmm, yeah, the yeah, whole time. Right. That's not what this is. Like, I'm just listening to this app of this, like, calming music and this person, like, just bringing affirmations into your life, like, having you kind of, like, just picture what you want your day to look like, and it's like... You might need to get this out. I'm telling you, it's really nice, and there's different options of, like, when you're doing your makeup, you can play this one. When you're getting ready to unwind at night, you can play this one. I did it for my skincare routine at night the other day, and I was like... Oh, I feel good. Like before okay. I go to bed, it's not that stressful. So it's called Superhuman. If you've ever heard of it, I could have used that last night because I was talking to my realtor at ten o'clock at night and I was stressed out and I'm like, how am I gonna fall asleep? I'll have you download this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not woo woo. It's just listening to things that like you, calm you down. That calm you down and like you think of different things that help you. The way that this lady talks, like her oh. voice is very soothing. Okay. Um, but if you guys ever want to try that out, like I'm literally starting just with five minute meditations because. My brain goes a mile a minute all the time, and I'm like, if I could just dedicate five minutes, I can start building my way up yeah. to get to a point of being more disciplined with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like having some sort of quiet time, pray, meditation, um, reading a book, maybe 10 pages of a book, listening to a motivational podcast. It's really important to start your day off on a positive note, and it's going to help you manage your stress a lot better. Now I'm starting to sleep. Like, things are going in a positive direction yeah, for she, me. Mind you guys, because of her adrenal issues and her cortisol levels, she wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, right. And, I mean, Can't prior, right, prior to getting help, it was it, it was getting worse. So it would be it would be 3.30, and then it was 3, and then it was 2.30, and I'm, like, getting up at 2.30. And it's not just a, oh, you wake up and you fall back asleep. It's a, I'm awake, there's no falling back asleep, and you stare and you, steal it, you stare at the ceiling for hours before you get so uncomfortable you just have to get out of bed. It's miserable. It is, insomnia is miserable. Um, but I'm so used to having all that time in the morning that I never understood, like, you have to rush because you slept in. Because you were, I would love up, I know, like, if I was up at, like, four, I'm like, oh, she's up, I can call her. Right, 100%. <laughs> But now I'm definitely seeing some healing taking place. And if I wake up at three, I fall back, you know, or if I don't wake up at all. And last night, even though I got to bed later, um, I woke up at 6.30 or 6.20 this morning. And I legit was like, oh, my God, I have, to get, I have to get ready to go to the gym. I have to do this. I have to do that. I felt panicky because I never sleep in that long. That's so me. That used to be me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, 6.20 is probably not sleeping in for a lot of people. Right. But when I'm not, I'm used to like, so I get so much done in the morning because I've always been up. So now that I'm sleeping in, I can see how the, like, I just kind of felt rushed this morning. Remember I called you and I'm like, hey, I need 10 minutes to get yeah, to the I gym. Yeah, I like, wow, I'm usually the one that tells her that. Right. <laughs> so I see, like, yeah. I see how just getting up a little earlier in the morning, just you have a relaxed morning. You yeah. Really do. And that brings me into, I have had multiple clients bring this up to me that they beat themselves up and stress over 
if they don't get enough done in their day. They had their to-do list, they wrote the things down that they wanted to do, and life happens, because it does. Yeah. There's things that get in the way, and you didn't do the things that you wanted to do that day. And that causes you to stress out, because you're, quite frankly, being too hard on yourself. Right. Right. Um, well, a lot of times we don't, we don't put realistic goals for ourselves. A lot of times we overshoot, and you know what, just, Take what you didn't get done and put it on the next day. And don't think about it. Seriously. Yeah. You can't... Be Unless you're on a time schedule, you know, time schedule for something to get done. Well, but that's, prioritize. That's when you do prioritize the things that need to get done first. That are lingering in the back of your head that you don't want to do at all. And you always push it back. Because believe me, you're talking to a pro procrastinator here. I always used to do that. So you just have to think of it as do the thing that you don't want to do the most and that's going to take the most time because it's the most fulfilling. You will feel so accomplished. Instead, if you put that on the back burner, do all these little things like, you know, cleaning your everyday, like making sure the you have your food cooked for your kids, things like that. Those don't feel like you accomplished anything because it's like it's what you do every day. Yeah. So you don't have that sense of accomplishment and the stress is still there of that in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. So write down a monthly, weekly, daily to-do list for yourself. And for that daily to-do list, whatever you didn't get done, put it on the next day and prioritize it to least to the most important to the least important. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll really help you out. Like yesterday, just to give you an example, I, you know, while I was doing those, uh, my client plans, <laughs> the bulldozer starts coming down, but I also was supposed to be more prepared for this podcast episode. I was supposed to clean my upstairs. Those two things did not happen. I hope this podcast ends up okay, because we're literally just going off of each other with this one right now. We right. weren't very prepared. Right. Um, and I still need to clean my upstairs bathrooms, but I'm going to do it later today. And if I'm not can. going to beat myself up right. over it. Right. So. Well, uh, you know what? A, a, it'll This dirty bathroom will be the dirty bathroom the next day. It's not like, you know, the world's going to end if you can't get to it. But I used to think that way. Yeah. My house wasn't clean top to bottom daily. I had stress. Like, I like I would stress myself out. And, I mean, I have come a long way. You have. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's like a working process. Just be like, you didn't just flip a switch overnight. Like, because there's still things that I know you really want to get done really fast, even just when it comes down to this house. But you just have to do those constant reminders for yourself of like, it's going to happen when it happens. I can't stress myself out over this because it's not doing me any justice right now. Right. It's a panicky feeling. It I know is. what they're talking about. I know what you're talking about because it's just... I want to get, I had this in my mind to get it done and I can't get it done and I get panicky. Um, that's a stress and it yeah. doesn't need to be there. You know what I mean? Unless it's a timeline, you know, I understand those stresses. Like if you have a work timeline or something like that, but again, like you said, prioritize that first, put everything else behind it. Right. Don't you know? procrastinate like me. Yeah. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> Sometimes I like thrive off of it though. Like, oh, I only have this time to do it. I got to get it done. Yeah. But then you're up until midnight and then you're exhausted the next day and that causes you to be lazy the next day so well that's another stressor sleep yes get to sleep like you know you know you have to get up at a certain time in the morning whatever you got to guys got get to sleep there is something about the circadian rhythm that you know if you can i would not stress about doing this but if you can get to sleep the same time every night if you can your body falls into a rhythm and it's natural for your body now it's the weekend and you can't do it 
you know, you can't stress about it. No. You know what I mean, you're not going to sit there and be like at a nightclub and go, oh my God, it's 10 o'clock, I have to get to bed. That's <laughs> no. not what we're talking about. But in a, in a daily routine, during your week, try to get to bed at the same time. It's just, you, your body will fall into that rhythm and it, it's, it's a lot less stressful on your body when you're not all over the place with the clock. Well, think of it this way. When you guys aren't getting enough sleep, you're more hungry. Mm-hmm. The hormone ghrelin, mm-hmm. uh, it, it skyrockets. And you said it the other day, you were like, I barely got any sleep and I am hungry. Yep. I was hungry the entire day. I woke up hungry. I ate and I was hungry. I was like, that's me not sleeping. That's yeah. that's what it is. That's your ghrelin. So it, I would prioritize sleep over everything. Yeah. It, it is so... It's slept on. Sleep is slept on. Like, we don't talk about it enough because there's such the black and white of, like, living a healthy lifestyle, like, working out, eating healthy. But, and this is why I ask in my client um, check-ins, I send out a form to them every week, and I'm like, sleep and hydration. How is it? And if it's not good, it's a huge indicator of why they're still struggling. Mm -hmm. So get that under control. Push yourself to go to sleep at a time that you feel is manageable say you were going to sleep at 11 30 let's push it back to maybe 10 30 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and then try to aim for seven to eight hours that is key, key. Mm-hmm. super super important yep. and your body will thank you and every hour before midnight counts as two hours so get to bed earlier i mean these people are staying up till one two in the morning their health has got to be awful i don't know how they do it but I mean, if you have to with your job, again, there is a circadian rhythm to your body. So if there is a must and you have to, um, then, you know, get into a same routine with that too. But I, t- I talk to nurses all the time. Um, a lot of them are my clients and it's not easy for them for the night shift. Their schedule it's is stressful. different all the time. So they can't get into a circadian rhythm, which is very difficult. Shift work is very stressful. Yeah. It is. So it's just being able to, for those people... Everything else we're talking about, making sure you're managing that. Right. Because what you're going to have to do in your lives, guys, is pick the things you can control. If you can't control it, accept it. And that's just going to do a lot better. But don't accept that you can't be healthy because of your job. No. But that's where uh, someone that is thinking negatively, well, I have this schedule and this is how it's just going to be, so I'm going to be unhealthy. There's so many nurses and so many shift workers that we know that... Or live so a very helpful way. So yes, yes, you can do it. I'm just trying to think of the negative Nellies out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, you, there's a lot of people that use things as excuses too, yeah. and that's really what it is. Because there's there's a will, there's a way. You get things done. Yeah. And so, if you want it bad enough, you will figure it out. Right. Um, I mean, get help if you need to. Right. And of course, the last thing that we're going to talk about, because it's king of all kings, is nutrition. They're skipping breakfast and they're skipping meals and they're they're looking at the time and it's like, oh, it's three o'clock and I haven't eaten anything Mm -hmm. yet. That's Mm -hmm. considered a fast. Well, right. You're not eating. That's fasting. Um, I did it deliberately. um, And I thought I was healing myself, but, you know, that was just causing a lot of stress. But what I didn't realize was high sugar diets cause a lot of stress. So my doctor put me, again, guys, I'm on a... I have a severe situation, so I have to take severe measures to heal myself. So at this point right now, I am not having any sugars whatsoever because sugars, carbohydrates, do cause a little bit of uh, spike in the cortisol. It will. It's just your body the way it processes it. And for most people, it's absolutely fine. 
But for somebody who is, is right, I mean, legit Addison's disease, it's really bad for me. So a very high fat, high protein, well, moderate protein diet is just what I'm doing right now to heal myself. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm healed, uh, I mean, and I, I don't, I'm not like so, um, you're you're in a, you're on a mission to heal yourself. Right, exactly. So it's, but it's I'm not being dogmatic about it this time because no. there's been so many times where I thought I was doing the right thing and I would be dogmatic about it. This time I'm listening to a doctor. Um, it's working, you know. So you know the signs are good, but I'm not dogmatic about it. I had a few drinks out the other night with my friends. It affected me the next day. It's like headaches a little bit. Yes. But I accepted it. I knew what I did. And, I, you know, I had a few days of a headache, and I was okay. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be take this to a, a level of, like, where it's... She used to be at. Where I used to be at, where I had to be perfect. Yeah. I'm not at that level anymore. And if some... Again, if I go somewhere, and it's an occasion for something, and somebody's making food, and they don't have just meat and fat, oh, well. Yeah. I, and I mean, I, I won't kill me. That's the one thing I had to learn is... I can't, I can't take what I'm supposed to be doing and make it where it has to be perfect. I have to real. I do realize now that if I do go off of whatever I'm doing, it won't kill me. And that's a stress too. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in the one, you know, video. If you go off your plan, instead of like freaking out about it and giving up and just like going back to your old ways, you just accept it and you move on right. and there's no stress with it. Right. Right. And that, yeah, that that's a huge thing. Um, so just nutrition overall, guys, skipping meals, not going to be the best thing for stress. Uh, it's going to cause you to make poor decisions. That's going to stress you even more out um, just due to the fact that you're over consuming sugar and carbohydrates. And that is going to affect your cortisol levels. Don't make your diet completely processed food. That is totally, your body don't recognize it. It doesn't know what to do with it. It's going to stress your body out. Yeah. As easy as that. Like, it's foreign to your body. Yeah. Sticking to whole foods, eating protein that satiates your body. And protein, or the most satiating. You can have McDonald's every now and then. You can have. I do. Right. (laughs) You can have these things every now and then. But don't make it a staple in your diet because it's just going to, your body is just going to not know how to react to it and stress the hell out. And you don't, you know, it's not good for your body. Whole foods are good for your body. Everything that we are talking about comes full circle. Yeah. And if you are able to manage these things in your life, you'll feel a lot better. And then at the bottom line, you know, everybody, I know everyone wants to be healthy. I get it. But I also know in the back of everyone's mind, they want to feel pretty and healthy and thin. I know that. Stress is not going to get you there. Stress is going to do the opposite to your bodies. So if you want to get superficial about this or, you know, if you want to turn it into vanity, stress will make you fat <laughs> and ugly. I'm not kidding. It yeah. will. If you have it chronically in your life, it will, stre- you know what I mean? Look but, at what it does to our bodies. We lose our hair when we're stressed out. Yeah. Like You get a tire around your belly when you stress out. That's where cortisol will put fat onto your body. That's that's stress. When you see somebody that has a tire around their body, they normally have a stressful life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, like, that's, that's why we just think that this is so important because it's like, yeah, the things that we talked about in the beginning of this 
are definitely things that are stressful in our lives, but we are able to manage them a lot better than if I never worked on any of this. Yeah. Like, well, it's how you hand, it's how you take it in. Just, just example with selling this house and finding a rental and all that stuff. I could see where that would have made me lose my mind because it was like one thing after another. I couldn't like get to my life because I was doing so much for that. But I just kept like back in the back of my mind being, okay, I'm grateful that I have a house to sell. I'm grateful that I have a place to go to. Like I just kept thinking of all the grateful things that are happening in my life and it just helps a lot. It mm-hmm. really does. So to sum this up guys, but when you place routines for yourself with all of this, and you fail, you're gonna mess up so many times when you're working throughout all of this. And it's gonna be a lesson that you can take with you and be like, okay, when this happens again, how can I make it better? And that's how you're gonna learn, that's how you're gonna grow. And don't stress about not stressing. <laughs> yeah, how do you do that? Good question. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> well, that's it for us today, guys. Um, thank you for tuning into this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Maybe, I don't know.